What's up, Doom Nation? We are back once again, and you are listening to the Two Doom Men podcast. And as always, it's Skaggs and the Captain. What's going on, Skaggs? You know, another day, another dollar here in Doom Nation. Mm-hmm. Getting back at it. What's going on with you? Yes, uh, you know, same shit, different day. Before we start, I'd like to tell all of Doom Nation from the bottom of our heart, you guys are as diverse as a Bottega in the Bronx, and you are as unique as breakfast tacos from San Antonio, wherever the fuck Jill Biden was, because the entire family is fucking cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a good uh, Babylon B post before. It's like the it's like the administration searches for uh, a Biden that it can actually use on camera. <laughs> and they had a picture of Hunter, Jill and Joe, obviously all three completely useless. Maybe they should go. Maybe they Honest- should try and, uh, you know, go with the, the youngest one, Ashley. Maybe she's not a complete Maybe. failure. I- I think it's time we give Hunter Biden a a chance to give a speech because he might make more sense than his parents high on crack. You know what I mean? Like he might be in the fucking zone or something, you know? I mean, if you saw his recent videos, you know, he was arguing economics with a prostitute over crack prices. So he he might. Yeah. And the video of of Joe Biden. If you have a crack rock bigger than this quarter, you're put in jail for five years. There's nothing the judge could do about it. I helped get that law passed. And here's his son with crack rocks, you know, the size of his mug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I posted about that. It's, you know, that's insane. Obviously, how many people, like I said, have been thrown in jail because of this failed war on drugs, mm-hmm. you know, but then when it comes to a politician's son, he could just flaunt his crack cocaine usage and no repercussions, obviously not that there should be, should be able to do crack and cocaine if he wants to, but you know, these people are obviously hypocrites and there's hypocrites and there's a double standard, man. So where are we, uh, where are we going with today's episode? It's, uh, so we got some shop. Yeah. we got a couple topics. Uh, we got a little sad news as well. A friend mm-hmm. of ours, Justin Anderson from uh, Com- cannabis and combat podcast. Sadly, he passed away. Uh, last Sunday. So rest in peace to him and uh, yes. condolences to the family. Uh, you might remember him. He was on our episode where we had the uh, insurrection party a couple mm-hmm. months ago. He was a good guy, Patriot, you know, a uh, member of like the Patriot community of podcasters here and whatnot. He wasn't on the, the PPN, but uh, he was a friend of ours and yeah, really sad news. So shout out to him and his family. Uh, rest in peace. Yep, very um, unfortunate. So, you know, I think the best thing we could do is, you know, make them proud and do what we do. Right. This is yep. exactly what he was doing. Call out the establishment. The yep. war continues. We fight the good fight, you know. Um, so we got a couple of interesting topics. I have a couple of um, political advertisement videos for certain candidates running for office uh, that I found interesting. I'm sure many of you have seen them. We're going to play them and contrast them against each other. They are extremely contrasting. Um, I there's uh there's some new there was a four chan guys have hacked into Hunter Biden's uh, iCloud account on his phone and there's a whole bunch of information that's that's coming out of there. Uh, there's a story about the uh, that has to do with him and uh, the natural the uh, reserve gas being sent to uh, China. I kind of want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Um, I have a personal gun control story that I want to share from the other day and tell you about. Thought you'd probably okay. find it interesting. Uh, and then maybe we'll get into a little Josh Howley and some abortion stuff that happened today. Okay. Which was bonkers. Um, yep. so, and and yeah. I kind of want to start on just, you know, before we dive into your videos, there might be a receipt coming up. Boy. I was waiting for the show to talk to you about this. 
Uh, we, we might we might finally have to pay due on a receipt that we were wrong about. Oh, okay. What's that? Yeah. Um, so if you go back, what, almost a year and a half ago, we covered the president's inauguration, right? And his speech was, I'm going to be the most moderate president ever. I am going to unify this country. I am going to be the great unifier. And we called bullshit. And we called bullshit. And I think we're going to be wrong. Because in a recent poll, 88% of Americans across the board (laughs) believe the country is on the wrong track. Like something like 90% of Democrats under the age of 30 do not want Biden to run in 2024. His under, approval under rating, the age of 40, you said, right? Yeah, under the age of 30. 30. So, oh, right. boy. So, yeah. Okay. So it's anybody whose pocket's getting affected. You know, all these white privileged Greenwich, it's, Connecticut. It's honestly, it's, it's a lot of the, the more radical leftist progressives yeah. don't like Biden, obviously, right. because he has he has not or he's failed to enact a lot of their mm-hmm. insane economic policies. So technically, we're going to be wrong because he's going to unite this country together against him. And hatred of him. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yes. that was the move all along. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's the real Q. Four, he, yeah, he's he the is. real Q waking everybody up. That was some 4D chess when you think about it, right? I'm going to yeah, unite everybody dude. in opposition of me. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, we are, we're what, uh, 20, 22% off from 100% of the country <laughs> believing we Even are he's going to vote wrong. against himself yeah. in the poll. Like every single dude, person, uh, including the Biden family. Yes, you never watched Parks and Recreation, but it's it's a political comedy, uh, but it's more at like the city level and stuff like that. And she runs for city council, and the dude that there she's running against is like a big corporation's idiot son, who you know, very Hunter Biden ish, party boy, thrown out of thrown out of school, thrown out of the military. You know, he's just useless. So they're just trying to give him like this city position where he could just be a paid guy in a politician suit. And she gives such a great speech that after like the polls are done and stuff, he ended up voting for her. <laughs> That's funny. That's like yeah. Biden voting for Trump. And he, pl- election, he was played yeah. by a uh, Paul Rudd, actually. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. good shit. So speaking of Ant-Man, uh, Paul Rudd and whatnot. Let's let's actually start with my uh, my little personal story from Saturday, mm. which you'll you'll find interesting. So if you haven't seen it already, I me and Shane did a doomed review of Thor: uh, Love and Thunder. So go check that out. But on Saturday, I went to go see Thor: Love and Thunder. Right, and I went to a movie theater to go see Thor: Love and Thunder. And when I was doing so, I was carrying my firearm as I normally do now when I go anywhere. Uh, you know, I have a concealed carry permit, so I was carrying my Glock 19X. Uh, which is a bit on the larger side, right? In terms of like concealed For carry. Concealment, yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's a pretty big gun, but you know, I, I had it concealed 100%. Um, so when I'm going to this uh, movie theater, where I'm watching Thor, Love and Thunder, I walk in and I'm immediately stopped by security who's like, come over here, sir. And I'm like, what? He goes, you can't come in here with a weapon. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I didn't, I honestly didn't know. He's like, there's a sign on the door. I'm like, oh, no, there is no sign on the door. Um, there really wasn't. I go right. back outside and I'm like, there's no sign on the door. Well, I'm like, no worries. I'll leave. I'll go and lock it up in my car. I had a lockbox in my car and everything. Um, I respect, you know, their private property rights, as any good libertarian would. That's through them's the rules. Right. But that doesn't mean I have to necessarily agree with them in practice. So obviously there's been a lot of mass shootings. Right. And things like this These random attacks against people. So they have an armed security guard. there stopping 
anyone from coming in with a weapon. And this guy actually was able to identify somebody with yeah. one. me. Right. <laughs> I went, put my gun back, came back, went. I go see Thor. Great movie. Two hours go by. I leave the movie. It's now. I don't know, 930 at night. You know, I'm going on in a little experiment here. So I can go back to where the security guard works in the place, his post. And guess what? He is not there. Where was he? He went home from the day. His day was over. Right. So now the movie theater was completely unguarded. And who could randomly walk in at any moment now? Mm-hmm. A random lunatic with an AR-15, you know, to commit a mass shooting. So obviously nothing happened. I'm fine. Right. It's, you know, so just Damn this shit. is all in yeah. hindsight. But this is how this stuff doesn't work. Like, I, I believe in your private property rights. Like, if you were telling me I don't, you don't want me to bring a gun to your house, I yeah. respect that. That's fine. But let's be real. Movie theaters probably scared and put this policy forward yeah. because they don't want, you know, one of these attacks happening. But the guy's not even there. So, like, in actual practice, in terms of stopping a mass shooter, he yeah. was not there. Right. To defend you. He was and- armed. Right. But even if he was, is a rent a cop maybe making $20 an hour going to risk his life to put down a mass shooter to save me who might not even know what's going on yet in a a movie theater? I mean, just just step back and think like realistically, I'm going to die. This guy is not going to stop me. Maybe if I was able to carry my Glock 19X, I'd have had a fighting chance if this in this theoretical scenario. Think also. So this. This guy probably went home at like eight, nine o'clock or whatever. Or as soon right? as the movie started. Yeah. Most movie theaters do all their business in the evening and nighttime hours. There is 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock showings. That means you're getting out at like 1230 at night. You you get the rent a cop for the quiet part of the day. Where you know who's seeing the two o'clock matinee? Right. Our, our buddy Big Al seeing the 10 o'clock showing just because he wanted yeah. to go see Thor. Like that's not really when you need an armed security guard. You need them there when the masses are there. Yeah. It just again, in practice, like it's not going or, to work. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And then something will occur and they'll pass them another restriction upon you to defend yourself. And the cycle will continue. Mm-hmm. In about two years, when the presidential election comes up, there'll be an uptick in shooting and gun gun laws and stuff like that nature. Yeah. If the Republicans solved the problem of gun control, they would be like Bernie Sanders. They wouldn't have much left to run on. Yeah, right. It's the carrot and the stick. Uh, so, yeah, man, I thought that was just a little bit interesting experiment that had kind of occurred to me yeah. in real life. So let's get on to uh, these two, these couple of videos that I have here. I got three videos in total. Two I shared with the captain here. Um, you guys I'm excited for this third this. one. Yeah, so the third one's pretty interesting, too. So let's start with Charles Booker. He is a Democrat and he's running for Senate from Kentucky. It's worth noting that he is running against Rand Paul. And uh, now a few, maybe a month ago, he put out this political ad. And uh, this one was literally, to me, this was shocking to me. Very few things shocked me. This one completely shocked me. So if you are watching, I'm not being sarcastic here either. Like if you're watching, uh, even as it says on his own video, Uh, Viewer discretion is advised, so let's roll the tape. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. 
What's up, everyone? It's the Two Do Men, and we're here to tell you about a partner of ours, the Patriot Cigar Company. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with the idea of incorporating the love of cigars with the love for freedom and America. There is no better way to celebrate our love for our country and freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium cigar. After months of trying out different blends and working with master blenders, they created the Hellfire, TNT, Sidewinder, Moab, and Mark 48, which we have right here. Each cigar is made with premium tobacco, aged a minimum of three years in Nicaragua. You know, this is a true story. I had really fallen off smoking cigars for a while, and I just couldn't find anything that I enjoyed or wanted to sit through until I was introduced to the Patriot Cigar Company, and these are honestly some of the best cigars I've smoked in a long time. And the best part about it is you could go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use our promo code DOOMED to get 15% off your order. So if you're ready to enjoy a nice cigar, head on over to their website by using the link in our episode description below. The pain of our past persists to this day. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. It was used to kill my ancestors. Now, in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery. The person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act. The person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together? Or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. Ooh. Wild. Wild. Amazing to think that there is a campaign manager out there like, yeah, I think you could beat Rand Paul of all people in the state of Kentucky. Good luck, pal. These people got to have conversations with Jeb Bush because they have no idea what they're in for with, with that, too. Like, yeah, with with that. And it is shocking. I'll hand them it's, that. It's jarring, but it's over the top. And, you know, when they were making it, they were like, this this is going to be earth shattering. Yeah, this is this is going to change the game. Yeah, it changed the game. Just not the way you imagined. He said something that. Now that I sat back and we're recording and I'm paying attention closer to it, he said he is the first black person to receive the the Democratic nomination. I don't care that he's a black man. I care that the first black man to historically ever be nominated for a position of this stature in Kentucky shows this as his fucking campaign video. You want to blow it on your first shot, your first big shot. You're you're the trendsetter making history here. And this is the video you put together. You go super dark and nooses and races and you pick one obscure and fine. You know, Rand Paul did vote against that. Uh, the the anti lynching bill. Right. The, the first time. Strange. He, he, Strange, I, know, I, I know why, which I'll get into after you get into it. I don't know why. And then he's like, oh, he would have voted against the Civil Rights Act, but he didn't. 
he didn't have the chance to vote. So it doesn't matter what he would or would not have done. Okay. You, this guy would have voted against the second, you know, repealing the second amendment if it was ever an opportunity to do that. So it's not that crazy. Yeah. So so I just, I just, this is over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it hits the way he really thinks it does too. You know, he's the first Democrat running for, you know, black Democrat running, you know, or got got the nomination in Kentucky. That doesn't say very much about Democrats in Kentucky, right? Perhaps they were a bit racist if this is the first time they've uh, nominated a black man as their, their candidate, right? He has not a shot in hell to beat Rand Paul, first of all. It's laughable, the accusations here of whatever he's trying to accuse Rand Paul of racism or supporting slavery or this and that. Rand Paul is one of the only libertarian, you know, uh, senators uh, in 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 the government. Right. His, his father was Ron Paul, an icon of freedom and liberty and justice for all. The reason why <laughs> Rand Paul voted against the the lynching bill, which he voted against it in the first iteration, he eventually did support it in the second iteration was because lynching is illegal. It is an act of murder. In the United States of America, you cannot commit murder. It is illegal. The bill they were trying to pass, me and uh, me and Jimbo Lakate actually covered this on one of our slices of doom. Uh, the bill they were trying to pass is a typical big state bill, right? Like the Patriot Act. They name something really nice. And then when you look in the language, there was a lot of uh, stuff in there about like hate speech and laws restricting speech. And the and a lot of the libertarian you know senators and Congress people like Thomas Massey, Rand Paul was like, I'm not going to give the government more power to control speech. Lynching is illegal. That's why yeah. they voted against it, you know, to to stop it. It, it. Eventually, it did pass. So it'll be interesting to see what effect that has, if any. You know, as we know, right. the government's trying to you know tamper down on everyone's speech constantly, all the time. Um, rough day at the White House this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got another video here. Uh, this one is in stark contrast. And this is let's share this first. So, uh, again, uh, to those of you who was listening, maybe um, Booker there, he was excuse me, you can see this. He was literally put a noose around his own mm-hmm. neck and stood there as if he was going to be lynched. And in another part of it, they tried to tie in that that noose that was uh, on January 6th in front of the Capitol building. Yeah, so they tried. He tried to draw some sort of uh, comparison there. Another point, too, about the Civil Rights Act and Rand Paul saying he would be against the Civil Rights Act. That is deep down the libertarian philosophy hole. And it goes down to freedom of association. It's not that libertarians are against civil rights. It's they are proponents of freedom and rights to association. The government cannot tell you you have to associate with a certain person. It's that could be spun in the most negative way possible. Obviously, Americans revere the Civil Rights Act and Martin Luther King Jr. But it's just a very like philosophical point. Most libertarians have. So this this video is in stark contrast, like I was saying before. To bookers, and this is from Jerome Davis. He's running for Congress in Arizona District Four, just as Looney Ben. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense. That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds.
Yeah, man. I, I, uh, hang on. This is playing again. So let me describe this one. We'll start off for the, for the listeners. Yeah. Sorry for the people who are watching. Um, it's he's a black man running for Congress, and it starts off with a Klansman holding a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Like and me. he is he is sitting in his kitchen drinking a coffee out of an American flag mug, watching as his backyard is invaded by 25 Klansmen's with pitchforks and, and machetes, right. fully hooded and stuff. And then he walks outside in sunglasses with a 30 round mag AR 15, like he's the fucking Terminator. Yeah. And scares he had the sunglasses everyone. on too. Yeah. The Terminator and, sunglasses yep. on. And scares off all the Klansmen. And all the Klansmen had little Democratic donkeys on their on their chest as well, which was funny. So yeah, let's uh this is it's, as you said, I, I, I this don't know is if the you, opposite side of the fence, man. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed the, the weird flex to his coffee mug was an American flag coffee yeah. mug. Yeah, I said yeah, that. So yeah, it's all it's all everything. That yeah, was black rifle coffee in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. So obviously the first one here is a Democrat and the second one is a Republican. If I didn't say that before, and they're yeah. extremely contrasting. I, I think there's a lot of interesting like, you know, differences here to make, though, even just philosophically, maybe we'll overanalyze them or whatnot. But yeah, I guess you could say the first one is a take on like victimhood culture, which has become yeah. rampant in America. Right. Everyone's a victim. Victimhood Olympics vote for me because I'm the victim. That's almost what Booker is yeah. saying. And then the complete opposite, which is uh, which is Jerome Davison here, which is I'm not the victim. No, kind of like what I was saying before about me being able to carry in the movie theater. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have personal agency and be able to defend myself. It is over the top, obviously. Right. You know, hooded uh, Ku Klux Klan yeah. members coming after him. But let's be real. That's not happening. Uh, you know, I, I, I do agree that Democrats definitely are racist in certain yeah. ways, but they're not active Klan members anymore. They might be under the table or something like that. But it's effective. Both of these ads definitely yeah. were effective because they caught my eye and uh, they're pretty insane. So they're... in terms of working and trying to get eyeballs. Yeah, it definitely they, works. They, they are the extremes. They're both both over the top for ridiculous reasons. Um, I get. Yeah. You know, you make a good point about being the victim and not, you know, not being, you know, the helpless individual. Uh, and it does show what the parties view, but it's just it's bringing it to the level that I always said, like, these are the Republicans that CNN tells you to watch out for. And these <laughs> are the Democrats that Fox News tells you to watch out for. Like, these are the two loons in the, you know, when we talked about the boxes, the far right and the far left, and eventually your little moderate box is going to become the far right. Like, this is where we are. You know what I mean? Like, we're on the opposite ends here. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to see this third video before sure. I make, like, what I feel. Sure. About I mean, this. I'm not even going to say I don't like Jerome Davison's video. I mean, I thought it was based as fuck, honestly. Dude, he'd I, get my vote. I'm yeah, not going to lie here. I like it, <laughs> but I think it's just interesting to see like the state of like American politics nowadays yeah. and how that would be single issue voters, man. But I'm just saying that would be unthinkable yeah. videos like that 50 years yes. ago, 10 years yes. ago, even. Dude, That's crazy. See, where, if see that happened 10 years, if the lynching one happened 10 years ago, like oh my goodness yeah. it's interesting, oh man. my just yeah things that culture nobody changes, prepared for that change so i got a third one here and for this one we are going to go up to new hampshire and we are going to go oh, to boy. jeremy kaufman who is running oh, i've seen this one yes you've seen this one i'm sure 
He is running for, let me double check here real quick. He is running for Senate from New Hampshire. So similar to uh, Booker. And uh, this is called War is Gay. He is a libertarian. So this is a very libertarian style uh, political ad. Let's play it. And with that, Doom Nation, we'll be right back after a few messages. What's up, Doom Nation? It is Skaggs here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Two Doom Men podcast. If you like political discussion, guns, beer, movie and TV reviews, smash that like button, subscribe to our channel, and share the show with your friends. That's the best way we can get around Big Tech's algorithm. You can also just go to linktree.com slash two doom men to find everywhere the show has a presence. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Skaggs89. Thank you, everyone, and let's get back to the show. Picture this. Innocent people in the Middle East. They're having dinner. A bomb is dropped on their house. And they're all killed. What's the problem with this? It's being done by white men. I am Jeremy Kaufman, the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton and candidate for United States Senate. It is time to diversify the murderous military-industrial complex. We need to make the nukes gay. And that's why I'm running for office. Like my fellow Democrats and Republicans, I will support every war. I will support stealing billions of dollars from Americans to kill innocent people. But we are going to make it so gay. It will go down in the history books. We will say never have so many genders and so many races killed innocent people. Let's bomb Yemen. But let's make sure a rainbow of skin colors are dropping those bombs. These are going to be the gayest, transest murders the United States has ever performed. That's what I stand for as the Chief Diversity Officer at Halliburton. And that's what I'll do once elected to the United States Senate. I'm Jeremy Kaufman, and I'm gay for this message. I'm serious. <laughs> All right, so... That was Jeremy Coffin. He is a libertarian running for Senate in New Hampshire. He's part of the Free State Project. Those guys are also based as fuck. Um, what do you think about that one? Fantastic. Uh, but to me, that like that entire thing is all satire. Like that's oh, yes, not yes, like, yes, you, yes, you know yes, what I mean. Yes. Like, and I get it is, and I'm you know what I mean. But uh, so, so it's yes, just, it's is- just over the top. You know what the other problem is? I've been talking to people about libertarianism and and, and stuff like that, and. I still my biggest pet peeve with the entire party is just their marketing sucks, man. Well, it's getting better people, now that some, the Mises caucus is. No, I don't. I don't disagree. But um, some people are still just like libertarian. What's that? And I'm just like, it's all. It's like the third largest party political party. Yeah. There is. There's more than two choices. What? What? There's a whole nother team. Yeah, you don't even have to be part of this anymore if you don't want to. Well, in New Hampshire, I, though, I, it's different. You know, yeah, in New Hampshire, people New Hampshire, are well they actually aware. Understand. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying in, in New Hampshire, even if you're not on the side of the free state project, 
you're well aware of the free state project's existence because they have completely yeah. revolutionized the way uh, law and everything is going on in New Hampshire. Dude, Honestly, I was, on Fourth of July, I was telling my younger cousin about a uh, free state project in New Hampshire because she she's like us. I, if the world ended, I'd grab her and like take us to you know to any of the bug out like spots. She she's a nurse, but she wants to just live in the woods. She's tired of the world, like all that. When I told her, I was like, "Oh yeah, you got to check out the Free State Project, like absolute property rights and machine guns and all." Her eyes fucking just got <laughs> lit up. She's like, "There's a freedom. There's a land of freedom out there. Yeah, the land of the free, right? Like the whole promise of the country to begin with." Yeah, man, it's interesting, right? People just kind of want to be left alone. I bet you, if mm. you polled most Americans, you'd find that's. The overarching uh, thing we all agree on. We kind of like to just be left alone. I, I think of the three videos, obviously, you know, Jeremy's is uh, completely satire. Yeah. But there is. But as it's satire, there is a tremendous amount of truth, truth in the video as well. And he's trying to make the point that the woke stuff is all bullshit. It's a marketing scheme, mm-hmm. which we have made this point on the show many times. Right. That the woke stuff is just a marketing scheme to justify everything the state does, which is insane acts of war and violence against Yemen and all these other countries and whatnot. Yep. You know, so I thought of the three, I think Jeremy's has the most truth in it. I, well, yeah, obviously. Um, I don't matter where there's truth and where there isn't to me at this point. I don't live in any of those states. I can't vote in any of those elections to our listeners. Maybe you just found out you're voting against, you know, you're voting red in, uh, in Kentucky and you're voting, you know, you're voting red in fucking Arizona. But, uh, my issue is this is yet again another dangerous and slippery so- slope. And on top of it, not where we should be as a country. I get it. The majority of people are single issue voters, and that's fucking pathetic people that you can only function so much that you could only vote on like super important elections based on one thing like really if you're the open-minded people like open your mind how much is um, that how much is that a product of people though and not of the of the options presented them though like, I don't, these politicians very good are, they, point. are they even they're banking on single issues they're not yeah like for the most part look i know you say all the time you know the libertarians no one knows about it but i mean they're offering you so many different objectives and policies and alternatives to, to things. But, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans are offering you gun rights or abortion rights, you know, and that's it. And then they'll move on yeah. to the next thing. And they don't actually ever get anything done. No, because it's so is that a product in the stick. Is that a product product of like people being dumb or people not? This is just the, the hand everyone's dealt because this is I think is it's both. I think it's both. I think because they dumbed us down to psyop us to give us only these options you know what i mean uh they made us stupid and then they ran the psyop to only give you single issues but you know even i'll even say it with trump in office trump wasn't the laughing stock of the world but the people around the world felt he was the laughing stock leaders didn't and then now here we are reverse with biden in office and literally people and leaders think this guy's a laughing stock. And now we're going into this election season. Yeah, he is. And now we're going into this election cycle with these outrageous over the top 
videos of, of nooses and guns and gay bombs. And this isn't where we we need to be. You know, who, whoever you personally think are the adults in the room, this isn't how the adults in the room should be acting. And it's only going to get worse because these are these are just over the top single issues. And there's going to be more now. The TikTok YouTube competition to get the most likes and the most views are going to start ramping up on these campaign ads. But at the same yeah. time, wait until the hit pieces start coming out. You know, it's going to, he was in favor of Trump. He didn't want to impeach him. You know, it's going to be these useless things that are in the past that hold nothing to what we're doing in the future. Like these hit pieces are going to be super vicious. And these campaign ads are just going to keep becoming over the top. And it's it's going to be theater. It's going to be theater. I think there's value in them, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with you necessarily that they're not. I guess your premise is kind of that they're not good, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's value in them in terms of they're so crazy. They're going right. to red pill more people. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. And you're right. Maybe like maybe this is how they need to act to get people to wake up and be like, oh, maybe I should vote in the midterm elections. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe just like, man, the government is just fucked up. And the people well, that are trying I mean, to get in it, they're all fucking sociopaths for the most part. You know what I mean? So I, I think there's value in them. Definitely. Um, I just find the whole thing fascinating. You know, I don't have really much else to say. I guess, the, you know, it's up to you guys who are watching. who saw these also. Yeah. Know, to uh, reflect on them. I, I just think they are really interesting. Um, you know, there's been a lot of really good and then a lot of really crazy political ads. You know, I, I think back to uh, what was her name from uh, Kim Klasik from uh, Baltimore, right? When she ran her political ad, it became but that was famous, a good one. But it wasn't over the top crazy or anything. Kim right. Klasik was very simple. I'm just going to walk around in Baltimore and show people what they have supported for the past 50 years. Uh, you know, so I think there's also some aspect to like some new sort of marketing and whatnot around. There's a ads. way to be powerful, but you don't need to be sitting there with a noose around your neck. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that or walking around with an AR 15 yeah. at the same time. You have freedom of speech and expression. And if that's what you want to do, fine. Oh, I'm not. Like, I'm not yeah. stopping them from doing this. You know, yeah. I, I have to imagine as being, you know, on the conservative side myself, just the point you you pointed out of the victimhood party and the I'm not going to be a victim party and just, you know, forget if forget if there was politics involved. I'm not the type of person that ever wants to be a victim. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I know right. I would. I, yeah, that guy, that guy with the gun. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, like, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting right now. I'm thinking about right. It's, it's yes. It's the victimhood party, the not victimhood party. And then the this is a psyop party. <laughs> The three, those are the three uh, messages, I guess you could say, from the three videos. It's interesting. Um, so we got a, a couple other topics. What do you want to go on to next, Cap? I'll let you uh, choose the next one. Oh, man. You know what? You have a lot of Hunter Biden stuff, right? I don't really have that much Hunter Biden stuff from the cell phone. Let's be honest. Like, the stuff I'm concerned about is like the shit that actually matters. You know, I made the point before about him doing drugs and it's hypocritical. Fine. I don't care, though, if he's doing drugs or getting hookers or whatever the fuck he's doing. Sounds like a good time to party with, as we've said before. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't care about that. And I honestly don't think most people really care about that stuff, aside from the fact that's funny. Um, I think what's valuable and important is 
that we get from like these leaks. I mean, the guy fucking saved and documented everything on his phone and his laptop for mm-hmm. some reason is like the stuff that matters, which is what I want to kind well, of talk about right here, like which is like business dealings and yeah. politics and I shit would, like that. So the low hanging fruit of the episode that I'm going to pick is, you know, Giuliani's son just ran for mayor, uh, governor of New York, the, the primary to be governor in New York. And if this was his cell phone, I mean, they'd be lynching him in Times Square right now. You yeah, know, the, the anti-lynching to, guy would be lynching. Yeah, sure. yeah, they'd be they'd be hanging him right now. So, no, I think this stuff does matter. But I think you're right. People care about it because it is funny. Um, but to your point, you know, we need to get to the things that matter. And like in our personal group chat, when they said only like what 10 gigs have been revealed out of the 410 gigs, I was like that 410 is the important stuff that you're going to hold on to, right. you know, for safekeeping that, oh, you're going to kill if you kill me, all 400 gigs go out. Nonetheless, right. this stupid stuff, this crack stuff, this hooker stuff, this perverted disgusting stuff there's pictures of it there's photo evidence this isn't you know russian disinformation the 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 media the whole complex is already telling you it's not true i actually took a screenshot today of one of my buddies older brothers uh went on google where is that did i delete it already no way okay and he googled hunter biden crack scale and google produced a warning it looks like these results are changing quickly if this topic is new it can sometimes take time for a reliable source to publish information check the source are they trusted on this topic come back later other sources might have more information on this when has google ever done shit like this oh they have been you probably just haven't noticed it exactly well yeah you're right because i would never search this stuff on google um but my point is they're hiding the the funny crack hooker stuff. If and we know now, if you're going to hide it, it's true. So then that means all this business dealing stuff, all this corruption that probably potentially implicates the entire Biden family and maybe other politicians and foreign governments and foreign officials is probably also true. Yeah, right. It's all it's all cooperated yeah. now, right? And yeah. If you think back to you know, with the laptop story originally with the New York Post and all that and how that, you know, got banned and, you know, all of the agencies agreed it was Russian disinformation and whatnot. Well, no, the, all of the agencies lied, right? Yeah. They picked sides and played politics, which was supposed to be apolitical, right? That's the moral of the story that had to be taken from that. And this stuff keeps coming out now. So, no, it was not a lie. It was not it was not mis- it was not Russian disinformation. I literally is had someone when the original laptop came out. I literally had someone look me in the face and say, no, that's all fake news. And I said, did you look into it at all? No, I don't need to because it's fake news. Those pictures aren't real. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to think. I don't need to question anything. I just believe everything government tell me. That's what I, I mean. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, there's pictures. And she was like, yeah, but they're not real. I don't know, man. Someone like that is not, you know, you can't wake up someone who's pretending to be asleep. Yeah. You know, someone you're right. It's just it was just a complete loon. And yes, daddy government, govern me harder. Yeah. You know, so so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's come out here. Right. You know, one of the interesting things that happened recently, which I kind of want to 
you know, I don't know if this came out exactly from his cell phone or the leaks, but I think some stuff has leaked that Hunter had business dealings with a Chinese firm, a gas firm. So as everyone knows, the price of gas has gone up and President Biden has used the uh, strategic reserve, which if you're not aware, oh, don't get me started on this. Yeah. With what the strategic reserve is, our country has a giant facility, I believe, in Louisiana and Texas where they store oil, right, for in case of emergency. And uh, it's like these giant salt domes. They pump water in there, dissolve the salt, pump the water out, pump oil in. It's like it's underground. It's this massive storage facility. And the idea is we store a bunch of oil there in case of an emergency where there is no more oil, like, say, a war, or say we just run out of oil in the future because we've or nationwide blackouts. Right. America will still have oil because we have a, a break shit in case of emergency plan. Right. How did we get that oil? We paid for it. Right. Americans did through our tax money. A couple of years ago, you might remember President Trump refilled the National Strategic Reserve when gas prices were very low. So that was actually a pretty decent purchase. I disagree in principle with the entire thing. All taxation is theft and purchasing something without our consent is theft. But if you're going to rob us and then buy something with it, you at least buy something at a discount. for the good price. Right. Yeah. Get a good price for it. Right. So that it could help benefit us further. So news came out that the president, you know, has released some of this oil from the strategic reserve. I believe I believe what was it? Five hundred million gallons mm-hmm. sent was sent to a Chinese firm. Oh, no, no, no. He was releasing a total of 500 million gallons, but I think between a million and five million gallons of gas was sent to a Chinese oil firm that Hunter Biden might be on the board of. And that is the kind of information that is important when it comes to leaks and things from Hunter Biden's laptop. So I want to go. I want to read a little bit here on this to give you guys some more info and detail. But I'm going to do this a little bit differently. I'm going to read this from PolitiFact, which is attempting to fact check and make points here and obviously in support of the regime and not what me and Captain are going to do, which is criticize the regime. You all may well know. So this article starts off with why is the U.S. selling stockpiled oil to China? We have answers. Critics, including conservative media outlets, attacked President Joe Biden for selling oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese owned company. Some of the coverage implies a connection between the sales and Chinese investments linked to Biden's son, Hunter. Experts in in the international oil markets, however, told PolitiFact that the sales were governed by U.S. law, and they see no way that the Biden family could have influenced or benefited from the sales. It's a political talking point, a ridiculous one, blah, 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 blah. What oil was sold? There's a little bit of detail about the strategic uh, reserve. The reserve has a capacity of 700 million barrels. Biden has authorized the sale of some of the reserve's crude oil to counteract supply shortages. Notably, the West's decision to cut back on Russian oil in the wake of its invasion of Ukraine. The process is done through a longstanding competitive bidding process, and whoever pays the most gets the oil. One batch of oil totaling 950,000 barrels was sold on April 21st to Unipec America, a Houston-based Chinese-owned company. Other batches of crude amounting to 4 million barrels were sold to companies based in other countries. What are critics saying? More than two months later, critics pounced. Fox News, Tucker Carlson saying he should be impeached. So as gas prices set records in this country, as American citizens who are born here and vote, pay taxes, cannot afford to fuel their own cars, the Biden administration is selling off our emergency oil reserves to China, Tucker Carlson said. That's not an indictable offense. It's certainly an impeachable one, and they should impeach him for that. 
Let's see. Let's skip some of these. As far as any role for Hunter Biden, his lawyer, George Mazira, released a statement on October 13th, 2019, said that Hunter Biden would be resigning from the board of BHR, the investment company with business in China, without receiving any return on his investment or shareholder distributions. This would suggest no stake for Hunter Biden in the 2022 sale to Unifex. So I want to use that there as an example. They are confirming that he was actually on the board, at least at some point or another. And that mm-hmm. is not fake news. It's someone just completely made up. Even PolitiFact, who is here defending the Biden administration, is confirming that they're saying that he's not right now. So I won't read more. I understand the gist of it. And. They're trying to say that this is like a nonsense story, that people like me and you who are going to criticize this, it's mm-hmm. not, there's no basis behind our criticism because this is just the way the process works. And that process is they release the oil and then companies have to bid on purchasing the oil and the highest bidder wins, right? I'll let you get into what you think about this whole thing. But in my opinion, the National Strategic Petroleum Reserve and releasing it and all this is a fucking scam. It's a fucking scam. Who bought that oil? Like I said before, me and you, right? All the money they have, they get from me and you. The government doesn't make anything. They just take things. Then they use our money to buy and they put it in their reserve. And then, like we said, at a discount, Trump purchased it years later. Now we have a, a, a supply shortage. So the president has determined he is going to sell this oil to the highest bidder. And I would say at a tremendous profit now. The government is making on this. Why? Because President Trump bought it as a discount a couple of years ago. Right. Are me and you going to receive a dividend from this purchase, this investment that we paid into? No. Are we going to our gas prices going to go down? Yes. Maybe slightly. I think they went down 19 cents per per gallon. However, we still have to pay for that gas. And guess what? We have to still also pay taxes on the purchase of that gas at the gas station. On top of that, and we now have to start refilling the reserve again, right? Which guess who's <laughs> going to pay for? Us, Me and you. right? Yep. Again, and it's going to be when gas is at its highest, all time high. Yeah. Yes. Well, who is going to who is going to keep the money? Who's going to make the money from all this stuff? The Daddy fossil government. fuel industry, the government, right? They're the ones, the, the evil fossil fuel industry in the state. I know they want to say that Biden Hunter is not on the board anymore and whatnot, but let's be real. These fucking rich people, they all work together. You mean there was some sort of yeah, conversation? Even I have no proof, but I like, know. you even, know, come on. Just like all the CIA agents quit the CIA and then go work for a right. media company. Right, exactly. You mean to tell me that Hunter, you know, a, you know, Pete Pete wants to sell some of the reserve. We're going to be putting the bids out there don't worry you already got it and you, oh okay you know what i mean Man, you, you're still calling in favors you still you know who knows it, it doesn't say if when he left the firm did he pick who replaces him because that happens a lot right, that no it. one talks about he puts his own inside guy in there that he knows he could trust you know and yeah. that guy sits pretty and waits for an opportunity such as this right Exactly. Where, you know, now you cash in I mean, the whole thing. Just, you know, the, the thing here that they're trying to make politifact is they're trying to be like, well, this is completely legit by, you know, U.S. law, and yeah. U.S. government standards. And these 
these people who just love government, they talk about it like religiously, like, oh, well, you know, everything done here is completely fine because the government passed a law. Said it's that okay, says so. yeah. Again, we bought it from, you know, we paid for it with money that was stolen from us. It's then given back to but, us, but we have to pay for it again. Like forget. you don't benefit from this in any way. They're going to they're going to like lie to you and try yeah. and rationalize it. It's like, well, look, 19 cents less per gallon now. Yeah. The president's doing a great job. Right. But I, if we just followed a free market, you know, like economic structure in general, that would have never caused this to occur, this shortage to occur mm. and and these high prices. If we would have been fine. We'd be paying probably a dollar fifty a gallon instead of now you get they're spinning it as a positive. They're literally spinning it as a positive. Oh, You're getting well, 19 cents whole... off a gallon after we well, just made me... the fucking price go up two dollars. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. That whole thing. I can promise you I have I've already figured out the entire administration's tactic for the price of gas that besides Biden being a complete disaster. The price for gas is the biggest red pill there is, because yes. unless you're one of these blue haired Democrats that live in Manhattan and take an Uber everywhere that doesn't pay for gas, this doesn't affect you. But for the rest of the fucking world, the country, sorry, the world, I feel like I'm Biden the at the too. G7 summit meeting, uh, you know, who drives cars, you feel this and. There's no denying when the mean orange man was making you cry. It cost you $20 to fill up your tank. Now you got your buddy, you know, Pedo Pete in there and it is $180, $90 to fill up your, your car. You feel it and it's waking people up. And I was telling people for a while, I was like, there's no hope for Biden because if he doesn't fix this price of oil, eventually there's going to be a price tag that the entire country is like, you know what? We're going to fill up our cars and we're going to drive down to the White House and we're going to burn it to the fucking ground. There's there's eventually a price point that is going to get too high. But the problem with Americans is we're dumb and we're forgetful. And so right now it came down 19 cents. And then maybe in another month, it'll come down 12 more cents. And then maybe it'll just be around $4 for November. And, the, and people will forget that we were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Right. The new normal, another new right. normal out of this administration is now $4 for gas. Oh, well, gee, gee willikers, the gas, is, the gas has been fixed. It's never been cheaper in our lives. I'll vote for the Democrats. The second the Democrats get your vote, guess what? There's no more oil reserves. There's no more bullshit you could do. Gas prices go up. They're in power. They don't care what happens. Or... The Republicans get into power. Gas prices go back up. Oh, it's, it's the Republicans fault. It's the Repu right. they're, they're the ones in charge now. It's their fault. This is this is the story. This is how There's it's going to no play out. Trust ever, me. Right? Yeah, no one ever none. takes. Yeah, none. Good. But anyway, so back to everything you're saying, we're, we're being taxed and then we got to pay tax for the cheaper gas. And now we're going to have to buy it at a higher price and all this stuff. I don't I get it. My my real beef with this is like, why is this gas? Why is a drop of this oil leaving American soil? It is ours, ours. And I'm not trying to be this selfish American first MAGA nut job. Let's just talk about this reasonably for a second. 
gas is through the roof. Everyone on both sides of the fence are tired of paying for this. Yes, we got to help Ukraine put the blue and yellow flag outside your house. You know, yes, we got to we got to worry about whatever insert. This is the thing now going on. This is our gas. How can anyone be okay with a single drop of it going anywhere else other than your local gas station? Yeah, so it's a great question, right? And I think this is where libertarianism and anarchism comes in beautifully because you are proposing the question, how could they send our gas away? That's our gas. We Mm. paid for that. No, motherfucker, that's not your gas, bro. They robbed the money from you, the state. That's the state. No, I, I agree with it's, what it, you're saying no such, there. The we, the people, I'm sorry, we, the people radio, but we, the people are the <laughs> government. That is a falsehood. You are not the state. You're not the government. You're not anything. They are the government. They are the state. They're going to buy, take your stuff from you. They're going to use it for whatever they want, and then they're going to sell it to whoever they want. So I understand your outrage. Yes, I understand what you're saying. This is supposed to be our gas. It's supposed to come back to us. Yeah. If it really did, then you would get a dividend or something like I was saying before. You just we just get some free gas right now because we we broke shit in no. case of emergency and now we're using it. No, you should. T- everyone should take this. Everyone who's a conservative or a Republican, right, should take this as an example of you are not the government and you never will be. You never will be. They just rob things from you and then sell them back to you at a higher price. And then they sing you a song about how we the no. people and, you know, this is all your stuff. This is the strategic reserve for americans but then they sell it to other countries yeah. so it's a we it's shouldn't a even that people to need be, to wake up about yeah to and just to be clear we shouldn't even be tapping into the strategic reserve but there's no need at yeah. all at yeah. all i don't care what type of fear-mongering bullshit you think is going on at the moment there's no there's no emergency sorry youtube go fuck yourself There's no goddamn emergency right now that we need to do this. You know why there's an emergency? Because we decided to sanction Russia. There is an emergency because we decided to close down pipelines and we decided to end, you know, drilling leases. And we decided to not drill in Texas or fracking, whatever. These are our own decisions. We're making the emergency and you don't let a good emergency go to waste, but. This isn't yeah. an emergency. Yeah. There's a dude. million things we could do before we tap into the reserve. Right. You know, like even if you want to use the if you want to like rationalize it, like, you know, the whole scam in itself, take away the, 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 the current events. Right. And the political aspect behind it. But like, say you want to justify as a statist, like the scam of the National Reserve and all this stuff. Or you could you could justify it and be like, well, this is like the price we pay to have this thing. This break glass in case shit right. happens thing. But why would you break glass in case of an actual emergency? And like when I was a kid, I used to always know about the strategic reserve. Right? And I used to always think about it as a kid is like, man, if all the world tries to fight a war against America and they, we don't have any more oil from the rest of the world, or at least we'll have the strategic reserve. And we'll be able to get some oil there and put it in our tanks and we'll fight back like to protect our country like. That would make sense. Not anymore. But I'm saying like that would actually that's a break shit in case of emergency type thing that would make sense. So the original proposal of the strategic. And and, and I still (laughs) I still disagree with it in principle and theory. But at least if you want to rationalize it in that regard, it makes a bit of sense that like, hey, like someone's got to pay to build the fucking refinery or the storage units or whatever. Right. There's a cost behind that. 
So we need to make this scam in order to build it. But that's not what it's for. It's a giant fucking state money laundering scheme. And you're just yep. paying three times for the same gallon of gas over and over again. And at, a, and at an increased price every time. And it's watered down gas. That's what I've yeah. heard, too. Something right? that Big Al said that one time, he goes, I haven't smelled gas in months. And I was like, holy shit. You're right. I haven't. There hasn't been that that stench of, you know, a strong uh, smell. Yeah. Strong gas. And, and oh, I haven't smelled that. And I work around cars, too. And I still don't smell that. Yeah. I mean, we got no proof behind that. But I, I, I noticed that, too. I mean, maybe maybe that's because everybody got COVID and our fucking sense. Wow, smell shit. Yeah. Changed as well. Who knows? But yeah. that's a theory, a, a conspiracy theory I've heard, too, right? That they're yeah. like watering down the gas just a little bit because they're you notice to um, increase the supply. I don't know if you saw in the news lately, but just right around the time Hunter Biden's, you know, iPhone gets hacked. There's an uptick in COVID. Of course, indoor mask mandates coming back. You know, we're talking on the news today. They were talking about vaccines nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Oh, we're going to try and work on a on a next generation, you know, vaccine. It's it'll be the one and done vaccine. Yeah. What's the what's the Agatha meme? Yeah, right. The wink. I think that's interesting, right? Because you remember back uh, during the Omicron wave in December, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when Omicron started and and like everybody got COVID during Omicron. Right. And they had basically because everyone was getting Omicron, it didn't matter if you were vaccinated or not. They kind of were forced to admit that the vaccine didn't really work, you know, and they said at the time, well, this is because of a variant, right? the Omicron variant, the vaccine doesn't work against the Omicron variant. And I don't know if you remember, like Borla, the head of Pfizer and all these other guys were like, we can make vaccine uh, vaccines that are, you know, targeted at the new variants. And it's going to take us three months in order to do that. So we'll have a vaccine for Omicron in three months. That's what we're going to do. I remember this was widely. I remember this conversation. Yeah, right. They never did that. It's now seven months later, actually eight months later at this point from Omicron, right? The vaccine that they're giving everyone is based off of like the alpha original COVID yeah. variant. They never actually produced another uh, uh, an Omicron vaccine. It never happened, right? Yeah. And even if they did, the, the level that like COVID mutates at is so quick. It's like usually like 180 days or so they wouldn't even be able to, to create one. Uh, oh yeah they'd always be behind so you'd always be behind another vaccine right but i'm just i'm just saying how they're they're selling you a vaccine as if it's going to vaccinate you against omicron and all these new variants right like they're selling it to you that way tell me they're not right because they're telling you the best thing you can do to protect yourself right now with these more contagious strains is get yourself vaccinated but eight months ago they said that these are not you're getting infected because of the variant and we can make a new one, which we will in three months. And they never did. So, I mean, like it's, it's all right there. It really is. It's all right there. I don't know how much more you got to wake up and people have to lay it out for you. Right. It's, it's right there. My guess, my guess as to why they haven't. Right. Is because that's what happens when you have communism, right? There's the, the, the product is funded. Their, their supply and demand is completely purchased by the government. They have no need to create another, yeah. you know, like an actually functioning. Because they'll force you to take general. the original one if they need to. But, but they don't need to, though, because we, we're not at, like we don't. If, if you left it up to the free market again. Right. And let's say the vaccine and you had to actually buy the vaccine. 
and it's not working as promised, like right now, it's, it's really not, you wouldn't buy it because it doesn't right. work. It's not a great product. Then Pfizer would have to make a better product in order to entice you to buy it. But when it's all bought and paid for and you have every person in the government as your fucking marketing person trying to you know, convince you to get it, well, you give a shit. You don't have to yeah. make a working product. You've already guaranteed your sales record. And you don't, for- don't have any liability either. Let's not right on that. top of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's all just a fucking scam. Amazing how really we got is. into vaccines from Hunter Biden. It really is. Sorry, YouTube. That's a fucking yeah. truth. Yeah, you know, I didn't say anything. Crazy. Yeah, at this point, give us the strike. You know, just yeah. it's I think out there. Backed off. I think they've backed off on a lot of those policies because yeah. uh, they're fucking verifiably true at this point. Yeah. You know? And it only hurts them. It only hurts them. Like I said, everybody it's been a rough week in the White House. You know, Joe Biden's making all these calls about how his son's dick is back out on the fucking Internet. You know, uh, it must have been it must have been hard couple of days for the FBI and, and fucking the White House. And but, Twitter, uh, Twitter was playing whack yeah, all week. Yeah, all, all day, tw- and Twitter also on top of of Elon backing out of his his deal. And now they want to bring him to court which is a stupid idea because whatever Elon found to back out of this deal is going to be admitted in a court of law and Twitter is going to be fucked. Fucked. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll technically Twitter should be fucked, but in the world we live in, they're going to get away scot-free. Do they always make things public that are found in a court of law? Either. No, you know, no. I, again, I never fully like, you know, I was hopeful with Elon, right? But I never 100% trusted him when we did our, when we did our yeah, episode, I said, I, you know, we should remain skeptical. Right. And I'm yeah. a little bit skeptical now. I, you know, now, I know is, I see he's maybe trying to play some sort of longer game here. Yeah. And expose maybe and not have to pay anything out of pocket himself, perhaps. But you uh, know. there is there is definitely some game that is being played. Some some type of movie that's being watched. You know, it, it's a very strange situation. You know, but everything is just. It's been a wild few days slash weeks, if you think about it. I mean, the Netherlands are in a full-blown uprising. The farmers and the fire department are in complete, you know, uh, completely against the government. Sri Lanka has burned down their prime minister's house. They chased him out of the fucking country. They (laughs) They just threw out the entire government. Uh, where a Italy, lot of those things, a lot of those things are linked too, dude. They're, they're yeah. all they're all linked. They're, they're Boris all, Johnson yeah, fucking gone. stepped down. Yep. Uh, the the PM of Italy is is taking a beating. They want him to resign. I think they might have found election fraud in the in the French election that just took place and shit. Things are things are changing. If you want a little red pill, things are changing around the world. You know. Do you know, like you know, like you always say, Skaggs? Like, do, there's nobody coming to save you. It's us. It's us changing mm-hmm. it. But look, look at what took place in Sri Lanka. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that we need to start burning down like the vice president's house or or anything of of that nature. But it's possible to get the change you want. Is Very that change? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, right? Is Sri Lanka going to become a magical, prosperi- no. prosperous no, place? Now? I don't know. Be, that it's... remains to be seen. I, I I think what we're talking about here is like theoretically, when you push people to the brink, yeah. people will start burning shit down. That doesn't mean we're advocating for people to burn shit down. We're just kind of calling it as it is and, see, and, yeah. and what happens. Yeah. I think what's you know, interesting, about 88% all these... of the country thinks we're on the wrong track. If you keep us on the wrong track, 
There's going to be a trucker convoy. There's going to be a farmer convoy. There's going to be a fire department convoy. There's going to be a second amendment March. There's going, you know what I mean? Like there's going to be a lot of this take fucking note. The establishment I've always said, they are so fucked at this. Just dial it back. Dial. I would have had the establishment wrapped up day one of Trump's presidency, bro. I would have had this all wrapped up. They just, they can't help themselves. Just dial it back because this is, this is the result. You've, you've pushed people too far and you're only going to keep pushing. And you know, they're only, it's ridiculous how their only move is just double down. It's been double down for a long time and it never works for them. The emperor has no clothes, as they say. All, all these things, they're, they're interconnected, though. The, the Sri Lanka and the Netherlands, Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a grassroots, angry rejection of globalism. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily even like it's not organized. Like the Netherlands and Sri Lanka have not had a discussion right. with like, the people and be like, hey, we all hate globalism. Now let's go and like angrily protest. No, it's like there is a cost. To shitty fucking policy. Globalism is a shitty policy, right? I know in Sri Lanka, I talked to some of our friends from Sri Lanka about this, right? Like, there's no fucking food anywhere. Like, they're all starving to death. So, like, what do you think people are going to do when they're hungry, right? They're going to get angry, especially when policies led to that stuff. So, all of these, like, globalist green energy policies have, like, limited uh, Sri Lankans, like, in order to use certain uh, fertilizers and things like that in the farms which has cut down their ability to produce food and they're fucking hungry. So, of course, when people are mm-hmm. hungry and there's no food, they're going to get angry. So they're going to revolt against their globalist policies. You know, that, that's why. Same Wait. thing in the Netherlands. Yeah. There's there's, uh, you know, there's like green food policy, you know, things that are like preventing the farmers from being able to fucking farm. Yeah. So, of course, and, now they're going broke. And who's what do you buying think they're up- going to do? Who's buying up all the farmland throughout America? Bill Gates. Who's buying up all the farmlands throughout the Netherlands? Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the greatest guy on the fucking planet, I guess. Yeah, he's just right. gonna farm just... bugs for all of us. Yeah. Good luck. To, yeah. Good luck uh, holding on to all that farmland, though. When you have three hundred yeah. million plus people that are starving yeah. to death, see if you know what your ownership title in that regard is gonna actually mean. Oh anything. yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? As we, you know, as you as, as Sri Lankans just your... fucking you know, you know, demonstrated, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, the president of Sri Lanka, did his ownership of the presidential palace mean anything when a million angry people yeah. stormed when in they were, there? No, we're jumping in his pool. Right. <laughs> right. I don't look like they're having a good time. At least at least yeah. they had, get to have some respite from. Uh, and you been a know what? I guarantee you those hungry people broke those doors in and a, a, a subsection of them ran to the kitchen and every cupboard and every square inch of this man's refrigerator was filled to the brim oh, with yeah. the freshest and yeah. finest foods money could buy. Yep. Let them eat cake, as Marie Antoinette, yeah. Antoinette said. So uh, what do you think? We got we got one more topic, maybe, unless you got any other topics of yours that you want to. No, nah, uh, what do you want to do? Um, you want to go on the little insanity that occurred today with Josh Howley in the, in the congressional hearing about abortion? What do you think? Or... Or that's, or it. that's what's all our I got off. left. That's all I got. Okay, then down that, down that shithole we go. Down the this is hole. this is wild, folks. This is. Yeah. To be honest with you, though, I was talking to the marketing department about something similar to this last night. Uh-huh. Uh, a little story over here in New York, in Long Island. There's something called the LIE, the Long Island Express. 
and there's the HOV lane for a lot of states outside of New York. The HOV lane is basically, oh God, as long as you're yeah, not riding a vehicle it, lane, right? You have to have more, than, yeah. more than just you in the car. If you have right. car, if you're carpooling, you could drive in there. So, yeah. So if you have two other people in the car, you could hop into this special lane and it's supposed to help you avoid traffic and get you to your destination quicker. It doesn't help. It gets stuck in traffic, just like everyone else. There's a little white line that divides it and no one fucking listens to it. This woman got pulled over uh, for driving the HOV lane and she argued with the officer. Well, I'm pregnant. So there's two people in the car. And I would say this is not news. Yeah, I was like, this is not news. This is just divisive garbage because abortion's a hot button issue right now. And on top of it, this stuff like this stuff, like what we're about to talk about right now is just a distraction from the real things that are going on, such as Biden is giving out our stealing our oil with the money he stole from us and giving oil across the sea while his son is clearly a crackhead hooker nut job that had business dealings in China. And the Biden family is one of the most compromised families on this planet. But let's talk about this nonsense. Let's do it. So this is a uh, they're having hearings, I guess, today in Congress or the Senate. Uh, about so abortion. the Senate was wasting time. Yeah, so about abortion, and there is a uh, Josh Howley and a pro-abortion activist. I guess you could say I think she's and, a uh, lawyer too. Lawyer, perhaps. Yeah. So let's let's play this and let's comment after. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all of the witnesses for being here. Uh, before uh, I, I want to visit with you, Miss Meski, but before I do, I just want to clear one thing up, Professor Bridges. You said several times you've used a phrase. I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Capacity for pregnancy. Many women, (laughs) cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think (laughs) so. You are denying that trans people exist. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you or are they also treated like this? No, no, no. They're told that they're opening up people to violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. You might learn a lot. Wow. I I would learn a lot. I've learned a lot. I know. Absolutely. Extraordinary. So this is what's going on in the Senate. Hard hitting. You know, they're getting to the bottom of the, the gas crisis, inflation crisis. This is what they're getting down. This is to, to me, this is frustrating, but telling 
at the same time? Because I think there's more going on here than just obviously, you know, two people swinging their dicks around at each other. And she could have a dick, right? Because apparently women can have dicks now. So who are we to judge? Yeah. I mean, you know, we could get into it's all. You know what? I don't what I'm about to say next. I don't care if I'm offensive. I don't give a fuck what YouTube is going to do. I don't think anything's really going to come of it. As a 33-year-old man. Cis man. Um, it's, White cis man. Kind of, Basically yeah, a Nazi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It is still such a silly idea for adults of this caliber, congressmen and senators and teachers and lawyers and doctors, to be in a room, a government building, talking about the future of the nation. And we are talking about men can get pregnant. No, no, men cannot get pregnant. And I don't care who I offend. This is such a ridiculous topic. I'm not denying trans people and I'm not advocating for violence to trans people. But let's just be real here for a minute. You know, I mean, this is this is fantasy land we have gotten into now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's obviously the issue being debated here. If you could even call it that. Right. But I mean, I don't think it's even really about that. I, I kind of tweeted about this before. Right. There, there's something going on. Perhaps we'll call it a psyop. Right. Which we've used the term <laughs> before where. They and then by they, I mean the deep state, the, the, the apparatus, whatever the fuck the you world want economic, the world form, economic anybody, form. Yeah. they want to like condition people to deny objective reality. They don't really give a fuck about a man or woman getting pregnant and transgender people and any of those things. They want to condition people to not believe objective truth. Actually, they want people to believe their own truth and that that be the real truth. What do I mean by that? You can now like there's scientific articles, right? In air quotes, scientific articles about men being able to get pregnant, right? Well, the the World Health Organization today. Go ahead. If you could if you could convince someone of such a stupid thing, right, that men can get pregnant. Well, you could easily convince them that supporting a war in Ukraine is a great idea or paying a 90% tax is a great idea or that questioning the election is a bad idea. Anything that you want to do as I support the current thing, right? You can psyop everybody into believing anything because there is of no objective truth. It's just the truth that you, the state determines for everyone. Now you've cultivated this class of people, this generation of people who just believe any, any truth. There is no real there is no anything. It's, it's it's very fucking dystopian and bizarre. And furthermore, I think it, what was on display here is like the idea that you questioning something is an actual act of violence, yeah. a legitimate act of violence. Another thing me and Ortiz talked about back on another slice of doom was when uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And the, the talk around the time was that what Chris Rock said was violence and what Chris Rock and what Will Smith did was not actually violent. So like they're trying to separate the two things. If you commit an actual act of physical assault, like Antifa or whatever, that's not violence or BLM. That's not violence. But if you have a debate and you question if a man can get pregnant, 
You have committed an actual grave assault of violence on a, on a whole thing that's going to lead people to die because you said something, a word, a question. It's not even about that thing. At least that's what I think. I really don't think it's about can men get pregnant right. or like trans rights or whatever. I think it's about we need how to. How far can we push this? Envelope? How far yeah. can we push this? How far can we push the idea that if you question things, those are acts of violence? Because you could see that being like exported to other topics or other no. issues that whatever the government wanted to be. And you not supporting you not supporting our war. You questioning our war is an act of violence, no. not the war itself. Not the act of drone striking people in Yemen. No, you questioning us drone striking people in Yemen. That's an act of violence. That's what I'm actually concerned about. I don't I don't really care about if you want to be trans or whatever. I think it's irrelevant and it's a distraction, like we were saying. before. Yeah. My only response is the exact response I gave you when we were talking about this. Then I guess it's time to get violent. I have. Well, that's not that's not violent, right? Because that's yeah. not an act of violence. Being violent is I guess not so. an act of violence. Yeah. Um, I guess it's time to get violent in the terms they're saying to, to get violent. I I don't know, but not to, you know, I, I guess, you know, the white supremacist, it's time to squash this like a fucking bug. This is this, this is the rot of America that needs to get fucking cut out. You know, it's just like this needs to be fought at all costs. If you're going to be considered violent, then be considered violent. Yeah. You know, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot deny factual reality. We cannot, because once we start denying it, you might as well buy the government issued VR headset and just jump right into the matrix. Govern me up, daddy. You know, know and you, you might as well you know what i mean just become one of those fat people from wally because yeah. once we start yeah. denying reality what what the fuck is really left you know what we, i mean yeah we have no like reference points to even have a discussion either like yeah th this is this is actually sometimes a problem i'll have with flat earthers right uh, to use them as an example as i've told you before they've become so critical and so skeptical that they've almost become unskeptical of yeah. things, right? Like if we can't even agree on a couple of basic things, I, I don't understand like the conversation we could even possibly have because we're living in two yeah. completely different universes, right? Yeah. And and I really care if someone lives in an older universe, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't mind if people believe in the Earth being flat because for the most part, Flat Earth Dave and Catalyst Jones, they're not trying to like wield the power of the state over me right. or you. They just believe the Earth is flat. This is a fucking you know, Congress Senate hearing where like they're making policy and legislating and using this shit. And like you said, like Jeremy Kaufman's fucking ad was being satire about how we have to have yeah. the wokest, gayest military ever to blow people up. This, we're not we're not we're then not saying be OK. We're not saying like we have to have the most flat earth military around. Right. We're not. So it's not an, an issue to me. This is the stuff. It's a fucking psyop. The yeah. woke shit is a psyop. This is, you know, we always talk about how these are the types of people that need to be left out of the conversation going forward. Well, they will you know, be actually. I, I, I yeah. believe that truth will oh, win out. And Yes. Know. And I, I do something you said a long time ago is companies will start realizing truth is profitable. Yep. And uh, once they realize that there's going to be no turning back. Um, but yeah, these are the people that need to get left out of the conversation moving forward. We always talk about, you know, uh, privately that all the people that 
two years, three years into the pandemic who are still driving around in their car, masked up alone. We don't need them going forward. Whatever wild event takes place, whether it is the fall of globalism or the new world order gets to happen, gets the great reset. We don't need people like this in the new world. We don't. We don't. Captain has a very uh, strict take take on the yeah. uh, on the new new world order. Two news. Yeah. It's after the new. Well, yeah, no, I'm going to operate the new new world order. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the establishment's going to get it right this time. God damn it. Yeah. The new establishment. And we'll have it right. The captain, yeah. the, the doomed establishment. Right. Yes. All right. I think that's a good place to uh, wrap it up as a bit of a I'm down. Yeah. Random. All right. Doom Nation. Show. We're good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Doom Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in to another exciting and great episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you guys like, share and subscribe. Take a stroll over to 13 Stripes Winery. Use our promo code DOOM to get 10% off your purchase of the Let's Go Brandon wine. And uh, yeah, Let's Go Brandon. Adios. Adios.